This podcast is What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon and Borderlands here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, Panama Dontavius Jackson, not of the Gary Indiana Jackson, Gary Indiana Jackson, excuse me, not Indiana, which is not a place I don't believe, though it could be a place in the Middle East. I do not know. I'm just sharing. That's I'm deep. geographically challenged on occasion. Anyway, I am joined today by my illustrious crew. The squad of individuals who never give me the energy that I provide. I'm joined by Corey, Jabri, Janae, and Shawnice. My co-hosts, how are you all doing today? We're doing great, Panama! Amazing! (laughs) Let's go! Go, Queen Sugar! (laughs) I can't lie, it feels a little forced. It feels a little bit try-hard, but you know what? I appreciate the effort. I feel like I give, I'm giving you the best that I I got every time, and sometimes it doesn't come back the same way. But that's awesome. Uh, we are here on our podcast dedicated to all things Queen Sugar, where we're going to talk about the latest episode titled "In Summertime to Simply Be," which is a deviation from previous uh, titles, which had a specific date. This is summer, a time to simply be. It's poetic. It's beautiful. It's damn near Langston Hughesian. And um, this is an interesting episode. I very much look forward to it. I got all the thoughts. It's heat rock. It's all kind of stuff, man. How, how, how's, but before we start, that, how's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? Well, Corey, how about you? Corey, so Corey, Corey has joined the ranks of the vaccinated. Yes. Uh, no, I'm feeling real good, man. No, it's my second shot. So uh, I was expecting, you know, some sort of uh, bad feelings, but I don't have any so far. I got you got it, like, it today, right? Yeah. You got like, your shot today, right? Right around 10 o'clock this morning. So I've had it okay. for about 10 hours at this point so far. Okay. I'm good. I don't know when it kick in. Well, hopefully you good for the remainder of the time. Because that next day is what got me. So, Bree, how you doing? Doing good, man. Awesome. Janae, how about yourself? <laughs> I am doing okay. It's been a day, but I'm I'm grateful to be here with you all. Happy to be in the number. And Shawnee's, how about you? I'm 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 good. I'm good. Same. I'm happy to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, same Z's. I'm glad to be here with you all as well. I'm excited to talk about this episode. Uh, Jabri, I believe, has pulled recap duty this time. Uh, volunteered for it. Unless you know, it's a good episode. It's a good episode. We got we got the shenanigans on deck. I was trying to do my part. You know, I haven't chipped in this season. My number hadn't been called. You know, what I'm saying, coach put me in. Coach put you in. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's go. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to get into this to this recap? I'm ready. Let's let's get to it. All right, Bree, the floor is yours. All right, season five, episode nine, and summertime to simply be. So we start off, Blue can't find his schoolwork. He has a history packet. He's looking forward. He walks past Darla, who's doing yoga, so she can stay as fine as Bianca Lawson. But Darla has four <laughs> secrecy habits. 
Poor secrecy habits and Blue finds his acceptance letter. Blue thinks the school sounds great but doesn't want to go when he finds out that he would have to move, showing that he feels the opposite of Corey and wants to hang out with Darla and Ralph Angel as much as possible. <laughs> a question is answered this week as we see Davis fixing the door he broke. He wakes Charlie with the hammering. Davis tells her, you can't look bad if you tried. And he sees her growth and not pushing herself too hard. Cut to Hollywood and Vi. Hollywood is making his invitations, and he can't see without his glasses. Vi says he'll get used to it. Vi wants to call Nova to tell Ralph Angel so that she can stop meddling. And Hollywood points out that's not quite how it works. That's not. Nova is working out and calls Ralph Angel. She brings up Sidwell and tells him, just because it's white, don't make it right. Then Vi calls Ralph Angel to rub it in how Sidwell was a bad idea. And Ralph Angel says he was just thinking it through. And Vi basically says, Blue can stay right here in St. Joe's and work at the supermarket. <laughs> that is what she said. That is basically what she said. Essentially. <laughs> Charlie is watching off-brand Jeopardy. I don't know who was hosting, but it wasn't no it Alice. It wasn't Trebek. Alex. <laughs> no, this was last summer when Alice was still with us. So I don't know what she was watching. Uh, and she was struggling with an easy question. That's true, too. <laughs> Davis got some history knowledge, and he offers to stay and cook. But then he does something I hate. She says she wanted a sandwich, but he asked her a few minutes later what she wants. She already told you, bro. Make the damn sandwich. Okay. Nova and Calvin are on the phone. Calvin hopes her story will be juicy. Careful what you wish for, bro. Okay. Ralph Angel calls Micah. Micah thinks Blue should go to Sitwell, which is interesting coming from Micah because he didn't go to Harvard. But Ralph Angel might be reconsidering. Ralph Angel talks with Blue. He gives him a Black Panther toy. Which is a collectible now, according to Blue, not a toy. And they do a nice little tribute to Chad Bozeman with the Wakanda Forever salute and some nice words from Ralph Angel. Nova has an interview with a trailblazer in journalism. Nova is instiga- uh, not instigating, but investigating the beating of an athlete who was paralyzed 20 years ago. Davis and Charlie are proud of Micah. They remember how bratty he was, and they contrast it to how strong he is now. Blue is talking to a friend about how he wants to be a farmer, and Ralph Angel overhears. He tells Darla he wants to talk to Blue. So later, Blue and Ralph Angel are getting ready to watch the shooting stars. Ralph Angel can't see them in the daytime. I present that without comment. Please. Blue's been thinking about Sitwell and training to be a leader. Now he wants to go. Charlie hasn't let anyone know yet that she's sick. She's afraid she'll be blamed. She's dodging calls but knows she has to stop. Nova, on the other hand, on the other side of town, is working out again. And she's home from a run. She gets a call from Andre Dixon, who's the injured athlete, and he wants to meet. Is it Dixon The family or meeting. Is it Nixon? I think it's Nixon. My bad. Andre Nixon. <laughs> Very good. The family meeting is to tell Blue's plans. They, for some reason, decide not to tell Vi ahead of time. Everyone says they're happy for Blue, but Vi texts Ralph Angel under the table. Vi tells Ralph Angel that he's not his father's son, and how dare he allow Blue to leave. Ralph Angel tells her who is not the parent, which is her. Vi then says the most hurtful thing she can think of, and that his father would be ashamed of him. Cut back to Charlie and Davis one more time. Davis is getting ready to leave. He left some smoothies in the fridge. She says, thanks for dropping your life to help me. He says he couldn't not do it. Nova, in the final scene, goes to meet with Andre for her story. Nova asks him what he remembers about his incident. And he says, Calvin. Calvin is the one who hurt him, who injured him, who crippled him. And that's the end of the episode. I feel like I want to snap. 
Bro. <laughs> The fact that you just left the fact that Ralph Angel can't see the shooting stars in the daytime. <laughs> Submit it without Because I laughed so hard when that when when that scene happened too. Like I literally busted out laughing at that. I was like, Me too. I was like, I know Blue's a genius, but we really pushing that. <laughs> that was great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. All right, we're going to take a real quick break here on Bourbon of Bordelons. We'll be right back with... The good, the bad, and the soda. On Bourbon of Bordelons. All right. And welcome back to Bourbon of Bordelons here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. We are ready for the good, the bad, and the Rona. Let's just jump right in. So, the good thing. Um, number one. We noticed that Ralph Angel replaced Blue's astronauts that he threw away with a Black Panther figurine. And so, alas, um, Blue is still allowed to be a kid. He's Another not. mystery solved. <laughs> Another mystery solved. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a replacement. I wonder uh-huh. if he planned on replacing that with the Black... Uh, like, why Why he couldn't wait? Why he couldn't... I told you I was going to be a Black a black superhero. Yeah, had to go. The astronaut had to go. The white The man. astronaut had to go? No way. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> At least he replaced it. Blue has a toy. He has yeah. one toy. Does Blue have any other toys? Does Blue, does well, Blue play with toys? Well, he said he don't know more. He said yeah. now they're all like collectibles and his old toys. He doesn't really play with them like that no more. Blue reads wow. books. Yeah, he's not even going to take it out the box. He plays with that beach ball. With, with, Papa's, with breath. Papa's breath. Have y'all seen the beach yeah. ball? Have y'all seen not, said beach ball? Not since. It's <laughs> a collectible too. I'm not sure that I've not. seen Blue play at all. Well, he throws rocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He has no rocks. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. He I mean, did. you know, that's all right. That is stuff you do when you live out in the sticks. Like I, you know, you, you throw true. rocks and you go skip rocks. You find a pond. You know, you do outdoor stuff like that. You go. And that's one thing Ralph Angel does have more sense is he knows his way to throw the rocks. Throw the rocks away from the house, Blue. <laughs> I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not playing with y'all. Um, okay, so there's that. Um, the other thing I thought was good was that Hollywood, you know, after some, you know, decisions and thoughts, and he, I, I guess Hollywood is over his alcohol drinking drinking problem that they kind of alluded to. Um, he's ramping up the the real spot again. We're starting. We're we're not letting that fall by the wayside. So I thought that was a good thing. These men need to be in conversation with each other. Um, you know, as he and Ralph Angel do. So, still waiting for my link. Still, <laughs> you know, we need. I don't know if they're going to be. You know, what books they're going to be reading this this season. But I'm very interested. And um, he framed it as a virtual support group, so maybe it's less about uh, the St. Joe's uh, Men's Book of the Month Club <laughs> and more about having some meaningful conversations. So I'll be anxious to see how Holly what the agenda is for the kickoff of the real spot virtual or the virtual real spot yeah Panama let us know how it goes when you get the link listen I'm waiting as soon as I get that link the first thing I'm doing is I'm 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 be front and center trying to figure out what you know how I can get my support in the support group (laughs) we look forward to your report back all right I got you all right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room for the past couple of episodes. Blue going to sit well. Now, I was all convinced last episode that it was a done deal. Like, Blue was 
not going, but I don't know. My feelings kind of changed. Um, I guess halfway through the episode, you know, first of all, Bluto found a letter. Um, nosy you know, so he does. I mean, is he it really have to try that hard though? though? Yeah, they right. should have never. They should have never kept it from him in the first place. They should have discussed it with Bluto. He knew that wasn't his history packet. So you all up in Grand <laughs> wait, wait, did y'all hear? Y'all hear that's the sixteen nineteen history 19? package? Yeah. yeah I was like, sixteen so nineteen joint. There's mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're doing that in school? So they are actually doing that in some schools. There are some schools that use that for a curriculum as a as a supplemental curriculum add on mm-hmm. for history. Like it was it was painted by conservatives as if the sixteen nineteen project was effectively gonna take over history education, but that's not the case. It was always gonna be a supplemental like a supplemental history packet program that you could do along with regular history whatever so it wasn't taking over any schools but yeah so i've seen some of that stuff actually it's it's, it's pretty good like it's it's very good for discussion purposes and um you know and depending on grade levels and stuff like that it breaks down it's a, it's actually a pretty interesting um curriculum yeah i was intrigued i was like oh, okay we're doing 16 okay 1619 project nah he was all up in grown folk business though it wouldn't know. have been hard to hide it from him either. He he ain't that tall. <laughs> you can put it up a little bit higher. He would not have been able to find that letter. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, she sent it to the desk. She was like, "It's on the desk in the office." But he all unfolded. That's what the... I'm saying. He knew that wasn't the packet. You being nosy. You doing top. too much. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he was. did it have his name on it? Like, it might have had his name on it. It's not like it's not his business though. It was folded into the tri- <laughs> into the trifold situation, so he had to unfold to read what the letter was i mean but i think Corey said it i mean they probably could have told him maybe should have told him and gotten his input from the beginning but blue was still being nosy yeah he's a bright kid he's a bright kid and mm-hmm. i i, I kind of agree with Corey. i don't know i don't know how, I, I guess i don't know how i would have handled it um maybe they were going to talk to him about it i don't know but i mean it is his business it's not like he was snooping well stuff they decided was he wasn't going there's yeah. nothing to talk to him about if you've already made the decision for him without his input why not tell him he qualified he, or he got in like why not give him that knowledge so he knows when he gets older hey i had the opportunity to go like why not just not share that information with him i mean they probably could have should have i, I think if you're going to give him some say in that you're going to ask him his opinion then yeah you got to tell him if you make the decision for him then telling him that he had this opportunity to go do this amazing thing <laughs> later on might create some issues that you don't you know like it just there's no point if you're going to go down that road i think I'm, and i'm not saying i agree with that by the way i mean but. i i will say that i mean to the extent that i mean blue did have to find out for himself when he did find out they weren't they didn't try to hide it from him after that they did open up the discussion and you know asked him what he want wanted granted they were forced into it but i mean it did seem like the dialogue after that was about as healthy as it could be at that point so i think it was jabri last week who said that they should put blue's feelings you know at the forefront and so or what's best for blue at the forefront so it was good to see them actually listen to and and value his input and his opinion and not just try to tell him what is and isn't about to happen so that was nice to see yeah i agree yeah and i guess i don't know if i would have looking back on it i guess it would have been better for them to involve him from the jump um he's old enough (laughs) to say whether whether or not he wants to go to the school um so they probably should have asked him but it seems like they got a lot of a lot of other opinions you know nova had an opinion we already knew how i felt about it which you know we, we talked about that but nova had her opinion she was more coming from the lens that you know everything 
but she she literally said everything that's white ain't right and she was coming from the lens that just because the school is prestigious and and white which i i kind of i i felt her a little bit but then you know she did go to tulane and she was able to she was able to make the decision make the decisions and go where she wanted to go and she's coming after the fact after she's already you know benefited from these institutions that she speaks about and then micah kind of same thing he was you know from the from the opposite view that the opportunities that he got at the at the elite prep school weren't everything but it afforded him opportunity um and i guess that's what it all boils down to what did you guys think about each person's view I thought Michael, you know, Michael's view is kind of similar to my view uh, from from last week. I I thought Michael had Michael's going in the right direction here. Like, you know, it's a good opportunity. You know, opportunity don't come knocking every week, you know. So when it's here, you got to, you know, you got to jump on it. And, you know, why not try it? It can't hurt. I mean, well, I guess it could hurt, but (laughs) it's probably not going to (laughs) hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think Nova was tripping, though. You think she was? You think she was totally tripping? Yeah, cause she's like trying to be too militant with the thing. Like, you know, they just try to use him as a token Negro, and like, come on, man, just let my man enjoy his opportunity. <laughs> like, everything don't have to. Everything don't have to be extra militant. But I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fair perspective. It's a fair perspective, and it's not to say that what Nova said is for sure what the what the deal is or it's not to say that you know going to Sidwell is this guarantee for amazing opportunity but I think you kind of just look at what's on the table and you make the best decision that you can and I think that's really what they ended up doing with Blue and I even thought Micah's perspective was really valuable to the extent that I mean you know, he was able, he did ultimately decide to go to an HBCU for go all the Ivy Leagues, but he admitted the fact that he was privileged enough, uh, not just from the, the prep school education that he had, but because his parents were who they were, because he, you know, has had the exposure that he's had um, that allowed him the opportunity to be able to make a decision to say, okay, I'm not going to go to this Ivy League. I'm going to go to this HBCU and I know I'm going to be all right regardless. And that's just simply not the case for everybody who has an opportunity to go to these institutions with the prestige and the, and, you know, all of the, the name recognition. And so, I mean, you know, it is, there is value in, you know, wanting to take advantage of, you know, an excellent opportunity, but I think it is fair to note that, I mean, there, again, there are no guarantees one way or the other. Nah, it's definitely not. I thought it was interesting advice coming from Micah because, you know, of course he didn't go to Harvard when he had the opportunity, but I see the distinction. You know, I see how Micah kind of didn't need Harvard and I see how Blue is kind of at the beginning of his journey and, you know, he needs these opportunities. He's he needs this enrichment. He needs, you know, the opportunity to like stretch his wings um, and fly and and take flight, if you will. So, um, (laughs) you know, I could get behind Micah by the time he was done explaining his point of view. Yeah. same. I really like Micah's point of view, actually. Um, It was the least self-interested to me of the perspectives. It was the one that I thought was balanced because he's been in both places. Like even when he's talking, he acknowledges that, you know, this ain't everything, especially for us, but it did open doors. It's an opportunity. You know, he explained very well why he chose the the route that he went to. And I like that Ralph Angel asked like, well, you know, didn't you kind of throw all that away when you went to the HBCU? And he's like, well, you know, 
I had all the options though. Like all these options are available to me and I had my cho- I had my choice and it wasn't just because I went to St. Joe's, it's because of the other things that were were made available to me, the privilege that I had so to speak. And you know, so I it's funny to me too because I was definitely against making this trip to DC, against Blue going there. And over the course of this episode, I actually flipped my opinion because of everybody else's opinions. I was like, "You know what?" I'm actually with Ralph Angel and them on this one in their decision to ultimately be willing to allow him that opportunity. And I'm with you, Corey. Like Nova's intent, like like Aunt Vi, like you said, Aunt Vi basically was like, "You stay here, you can you can you can manage the grocery store, homie. Like you can have a good life." Is effectively what Aunt Vi says. Always have a job. Nova's <laughs> like, you don't need white people. Now the funny thing is, I'm not sure all St. Joe's schools are all black either, right? So it's not like they're definitely not. It's not like you're just he's eschewing this white private school to go to this all black St. Joe's school. Right. So it's, you know, I get the I get the argument. I've made the argument. You know, you don't have to have a private school education in order to be successful. But that is an opportunity, a free opportunity to go to a good school. You know, and he seems he seems to want that. That's the, that's the ultimate thing. Like he actually seemed to be interested yeah. in it. And want that for himself in a way that it's like, you know, and he felt bad about it. He felt bad telling his parents that he wanted to go do that. And um, which was a very that was a very moving scene for me when he said he wanted to go. Like, I actually was like, oh, you know, but Mike is Mike is like you said, Janae, Mike's opinion was the most valuable one to me because I just thought it was the most balanced, the most realistic and the most one that had the least amount to do with his own personal stake in anything or, you know, his own personal life. But without just. He shared a lot about himself and his views, and I thought that was very helpful for Ralph Angel in for, to, in making that decision. Yeah, and I think I think at the point where I was I was like you, um, Panama. I I think I completely changed my view, even in my personal life. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe because I'm I'm kind of I'm not against private school, but I just I just feel like you don't have to go to private school to get you know what I mean. Like private school is not everything, but now I'm like, you know, there are some opportunities in some in some different situations that you know, going to a certain school can, can give to you. And I, I talk to my son about opportunities all the time. Like, you know, you want to make sure that you are making sure that all the doors are open for you so that you can make your own decisions and decisions are not made for you. And so I'm like, oh, you know, this is, this kind of applies. And I, I think I kind of felt like I definitely knew, I, I felt like they were, um, well, number one, I feel like once Blue says he wants to go, as a parent, you can't now tell him, no, he can't go. Like, I, I think you can, if you were if you were to present Blue with the, with the choices, do you want to go to the school? Or do you don't want to? Do you not want to go to the school? And Blue said, "I want to go to the school." You can't come back now and be like, "Well, no, you're not going because we said so." Like, or at least not take him seriously. Like um, you have to at least consider, you know, what he thinks at that point. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I was like, "Oh, they gotta let him go now because he said he wanted to go." Um, but then we said he didn't really want to go. I'm like, okay, so maybe he might not go. But then I knew he was going when he told Ralph Angel, or when Ralph Angel heard him telling somebody that he wanted to be a farmer, I was like, oh, he's about to go to private school. Because <laughs> Ralph Angel was not, was not having it. And, and like Ralph Angel was saying, there's nothing wrong with being a farmer, but I think he just definitely wants more for Blue than that. So I knew at that moment, Blue was definitely going to sit well, friends. 
I was going to say what was ironic, you know, beyond Blue talking about he wanted to be a farmer. What was ironic to me was that I think Ralph Angel was a little more secure in his decision to not send Blue to Sidwell France until he talked to Aunt Vi, who was talking about he ran into homegirl or she ran into homegirl at the grocery store who's in the management trainee program and she's oh, going to be yeah. good and she'll never, you know, she'll never be unemployed, so on and so forth. And it's like, I mean, that's great. No shades and management trainees at the grocery store. But I think that Ralph Angel yeah. wants more for Blue than that. And so I think that was the first, you know, kind of red flag for him. Like, mm, is this all that's destined for my son if he ends up staying here? And I think that kind of opened him back up to the possibility of sending him to the private school, which um, by again, having too much dip on her chip, if she would have just kept her mouth shut, I don't think that I it is possible that the conversation may not have started back up again about sending Blue to Sidwell. Yeah, I think that was definitely the the, uh, the tipping point, you know, because, you know, that whole scenario, that whole story that she painted of, you know, staying in St. Joe's and always having a nice life, a decent life, and you can manage the store and that's perfectly fine. But, you know, like we say, you know, Ralph Angel wants more than that for Blue and Blue could always come home. He could always be a farmer. Like Ralph Angel wasn't no farmer until yesterday. Like, Ralph Angel wasn't a farmer his whole life, you know, so, like, Blue can come back and be a farmer. He has always got St. Joe's and his and his uh, his people, his family, this, this place to be. So let him go out and try. Let him go try to do something else and, and be more and be better. And Ralph Angel was just like, once he had that real contrast, like, like Vi really laid it on too thick. And once he had <laughs> exactly, that to, yeah. to bounce it off of, it was like no he just saw the other side. Yeah. So let's talk about on Vi. Now, I had a good little kiki last week, you know, just enjoying her, you know, going off on Darlene, because I don't like Darlene. But, baby, sis, <laughs> auntie, I mean, excuse me, auntie, not sis, but auntie. She's um, fast this week. Ma'am. Yeah, I, I was out on, on by this week. Like, I actually, it was the first time I felt like, I Man, actually dislike you right now. Like, I genuinely dislike Aunt Vi in that moment. Because she, 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 she a habitual line stepper anyway, but this was like... This was like so far gone. I mean, she she threw his dead daddy in the mix. Talking about he is ashamed for all this other stuff. I'm like, man, over a decision that ain't yours to make. And then telling him that that's, that's her true. child. Like, what is the connection? Like, wh- what about the decision has anything to do with Ernest's legacy or shaming Ernest or... Like what? What? What is? What were the dots that she connected there? Aside from just trying to hurt Ralph Angel's feelings. She's just a hater. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's kind of I mean, where I landed, though. I really landed, and she's yeah. just a hater. She Damn. being a hate, like she feels like her opinion is the most important one in any conversation she's a part of. So when people not only listen but go the other direction, she gets pissed about it. But that whole blues as much mine as he is yours. I mean, oh, and I, 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 right I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Ralph Angel's like, I'm, I'm trying not to disrespect <laughs> you right now. Like he had to say that twice. Yeah. I'm trying not to hang up on you right now. You I was like, you know what? I appreciate you, but that click was coming. It was coming. I don't know if I would have been, I don't know if I would have held out as long as he that did. The same for sure. She wouldn't have hung up on me first. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. <laughs> That's super real. Yeah, that was a lot. She was definitely giving um, manipulative auntie. Why do aunties act like that? Like, they just start saying stuff that just don't have nothing to do with nothing just because they want you to go their way. Like, auntie, you're doing a lot right now, and I'm just going to go ahead and ignore you because I just know that you're doing a lot just to do it. I mean, but she's been, at least these last couple episodes, I feel like this has been kind of brewing, and we've been trying to figure out, like, 
what is the actual issue and i mean part of me feels like it's a control thing you know she wants people to listen to her i I wonder if it's just kind of like the caretaker thing in terms of like you know folks all these people that she she raised that don't necessarily need her anymore and so maybe she's just trying to hold on to whatever you know control or authority that she has for her own sin i don't i don't get it like i don't understand what's happening with her because i mean we all know she ain't never been you know one for minding her business but she's 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 really on one and i'm not exactly sure what that's about speaking of caretaker this is very random random segue does rob bank still have a job Listen, because he has not reported. <laughs> yes, in a he just bought that Black Panther. He just bought the Black Panther toy. <laughs> you know, so he said he got some money, but I have not seen him report for duty in about since the wedding. It also technically it's only been like a couple of weeks since they got married, anyway. So maybe he's still on. He's still on honeymoon. Do you have that much leave from being a janitor at the nursing home? He just started. He ain't have no he leave. Just started. I- I'm going to keep it a stack. My perception of time at this point is completely (laughs) gone. Like, I don't know how many days has it been a week. So Ralph Angel might be, might've been off work for 72 hours at this point. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. I'm just anti on right now. I just want to, I want that to be very clear. I was very out on on Like I was mad. Same. I was mad. Like I can't, you ain't going to talk to me like that. I'm an adult too. I this is my child. Ooh, Chile. I was so I was hot. I was shocked. I like, rewatched the episode you? just so I could be mad again, so I can get back to that part. Just so I could be <laughs> mad all over again. I, would, I can't believe she said this. I can't believe she said this. Yeah, I was sh- I was shocked. Not again, not so much for the fact that she wasn't minding her business. I was just surprised that she went so hard and it's it was just to me, not the stuff that she was saying just wasn't even connected to the actual situation at hand. Like sending my child to an excellent school has somehow shamed my family. I like I get being hurt that, you know, Blue's leaving and you want to keep him around. Like I get that that piece of it. And, and that's also not to say that Aunt Bai would have a right to try to impose her opinion. But just the whole just the way that she came at Ralph Angel just didn't make any sense to me. But what ifs? So I was doing a little research on like the passage of time and when was the wedding <laughs> and when they were on the honeymoon. Break it down for so, us. So. So they were on on their honeymoon during the May twenty seventh episode. That was the George Floyd episode when uh, Hollywood inexplicably caused Ralph Angel to uh, <laughs> to crush his whole world. Right. Um, so that was only there's only one week that passes over the next three episodes. It's May twenty seventh, June first, and June third. Now I can't say for certainty what time is summertime to simply be, um, but like June fifth. It was only a week. It was only a week over the last three episodes. So exactly. it's I, June 5th where Davis and Charlie are. And that's I what I was going to say. Because Charlie still has yeah. Rona and Davis still at the crib. And so that's another piece of it. It's like, so how how long has Charlie had the Rona? How Davis long has Micah been too. gone? Davis got the Rona too. Listen, he got, and he out here grocery shopping. Okay, I'm just saying, I have questions. <laughs> I have shopping. so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. But we, we can save that for the Rona section. Let's save that. So... Let's move into another elephant in the room. 
So Nova has been building up information about this Andre Nixon case. She's been doing the true paper. She's been investigating in the background. And halfway through the episode, I wrote, I, I, I said, I feel like Nova's about to unearth some mess. And I put like five S's. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> the mess appears. And right at the end of the episode, I don't, I don't, I mean, my jaw was just on the ground. My jaw was on the ground. I remember Calvin, you know, talking about an incident that he had, but I just have a lot of questions. Wasn't Nova discl- disclosing, like, what she was doing research about? Did she not disclose that time? Did he just act like he didn't know what she was talking about? Does, does Calvin not know this person's name that he, like, I don't. I think I remember her not mentioning it to him. I don't yeah. think she gave him any details on what she was doing. Yeah, yeah okay. somebody sent her that joint. Like, right. it was like, like check this out. Mission. And I yeah. think the the one incident that Nova knows about, I don't know that it's the same one. Um, I think that that was something completely different. And then even beyond that, when the, the Andre Nixon story got sent to her, I remember thinking something like this could be possible, but I thought it was a more recent story. And so I didn't think that Calvin would have had any involvement in it. But initially when I saw the story, I was like, dang, I wonder if it's going to come out that Calvin somehow was a part of it. But I didn't realize that it wasn't a recent thing. So when we finally got to the point of knowing that this was, you know, from years and years back, I was like, oh, snap, something is about to happen. Um, and, and here we are. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's pissing me off because because of the ways that Calvin was trying to like get Nova to stop thinking about it or like don't go out to the protest or you know don't like let's change the channel like sir he's guilty he knows he knows what he used to be out here doing in these streets when did y'all start smelling it coming though like I didn't I was like is Calvin old enough to have done to have been on the force 20 years ago because I was trying to do like like do the math because I started to smell it coming if it started to feel like yeah Something just something hasn't curled over for me for the past couple episodes, and I think this one it finally you know came into full view. But um, yeah, once we realized that the Andre Nixon thing, or once I realized that the Andre Nixon thing wasn't a recent story and it was one from years ago, I was like, oh, Calvin's for show a part of this. Like that's where we're going with this. Absolutely. I didn't think that, but I, I just—I guess I just wasn't paying attention to the clues. <laughs> Not ever talk about it. I just missed all the clues. I definitely wasn't surprised when the big reveal, so to speak. I did I did like how they set that up, yeah. though. With my man's like, I'm surprised that you called me because you thanked him in your book. <laughs> that was you know, I thought you, you know, it was, it was like, why are you here? Like, I'm confused by your presence over here talking to me. Yeah, that was the. It was. All comes full circle. Calvin ain't shit. Nah, he's not. <laughs> because he's he bad. he knew that he did that, and then like I'm I'm really like real life pissed right now. Like my chest is tight at the way that he was acting when she with the George Floyd situation. He knew. He all I can imagine is that he knew what his past entailed, and that if he was fully transparent about that, he and Nova wouldn't have a chance. Right. But even if you're not fully yeah. transparent, you're not going to let me process this the way that i want to process it you're going to try to stop me from from even processing this in the way that i want to process it it's cowardly like, and you're selfish. telling me to change the news you're telling me not to go to the protest and then you and then you come to the protest like i oh, oh my gosh he did go to the protest yeah he did <laughs> it's a different way you know of, of of taking it now looking back on that conversation you know shanice um i i agree with you uh to an extent the part that really hits is, you know, the part where Nova asked him if he felt any shame. Mm. 
And you, yep. you know, he's like, nah. Mm. As if as if he couldn't relate to that. Exactly. You know, he that's said, the part yeah, that really hits wow, for me. That's true. The other stuff about turning off the TV, I thought that could have been his way of, of protecting her. Like, I know, you know, how y'all took it. I took it a little bit different. Like, maybe he was being protective. But that part about not feeling any shame, he should have directly felt some sincere, intense shame when he saw that happen. I mean, he had to keep the story going. He had to keep up the ruse. Like, he couldn't say he felt shame because he personally identified with the circumstances because that would mean that he would have had to tell the truth. And that wasn't what he was interested in doing at the time. So how does he think that he's going to marry Nova when he hasn't even disclosed to her? Like, Well, he didn't think she was going to find yeah, out. Yeah, I think he yeah. thought it would stay secret. Like, even this was dropped in Nova's lap, yeah. like, kind of curiously. You know, they, somebody sent it to her, was like, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it kind of like, you know, look into this thing. So whoever sent it to her, they knew. It kind of feels that way a little bit. You can't marry, you can't want to marry somebody and not be able to be completely honest. Why would yes, you want to marry can. somebody what are you talking about? completely honest with? <laughs> what are you talking about right now? Yeah, I, so, yeah, I'm with I Corey on this one. I all kinds of shit out of my previous Oddly, life. That is this ain't the thing you disclose. If you've gotten yeah. away with it, I can't imagine why you would just disclose this to, like, oh. by the way, I paralyzed right. a young black kid as a police officer 20 I years mean, ago. I guess not, yeah. not in that way. Not that you would disclose it, but, like, how can you feel comfortable marrying somebody like Nova Borderline when you have the, those skeletons in your closet? Because you like her. I mean, you don't I think don't it's going to come out. Like Panama said, You don't. he didn't think it's going to come out. He likes Nova. Wait, what other options do we have? Just keep this shit a secret I mean, and I keep it pushing. Right. I, I mean, right. it's just... and it's not to say, I mean, maybe he's regretful. I mean, it certainly doesn't make up for anything that he did, but maybe he does regret it and he wants to leave it in the past. And again, he he knows, just like we know, that if Nova knew they wouldn't they wouldn't stand a chance like there's there's no way and so he's made a selfish decision to hide that from her and he blew his opportunity to tell her because when all this stuff is happening that was his only opportunity because i don't know that there's ever really a good time to be like by the way i whipped the young black kid's ass and paralyzed him back when i was a young rookie cop like there's really no there's no space opening for that typically except the one time when this is going on and she comes to him about an incident that he told her about in some way, shape or form. And, you know, at that's when your memory comes back. It's like, by the way, I, I guess we might as well just get this out here. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it still might be the end of their relationship, but that's the only time oh, anything after that. You're just a liar. Tell. Look, it, there's a thing called taking it to the grave. And this is one of those things that falls into that category. So if I'm him, I don't blame him. I would have never disclosed this to anyone at any time. I don't care what the situation was, what we're talking about. I would act like this never happened. This is totally understandable to me. I, I mean, I don't fault him for not telling her. He was wrong for doing it, obviously. But of course, he's not going to tell her. No, and, and you're right. I don't I don't fault him for not telling her. I just, I'm just co- confused as to how he ever thought that that was going to work and that those those bones were gonna stay buried. I mean, it almost worked. If she if she, if she yeah. didn't get a random email, it would have worked. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, exactly. he almost got away. Almost got away with it. The weren't for you meddling kids. Meddling kids. <laughs> like she didn't. Right. She didn't discover this on her own. This came to her. You know what I mean? Like right. she wasn't digging into this old case. So now I need to know who sent her this stuff. Mm, I think I don't think it's gonna be like anyone trying to sabotage their relationship who sent it. I think it's just probably yeah. a random one of her random contacts. 
But it is it is curious though. Like, why would somebody bring up something? This is a twenty year old case. This happened a long time ago, and somebody's like, "This is something worth looking into." It is interesting that that's something to look into, and it just so happens to be the police brutality is a hot topic right now. So it's on. Yes, that's true. And she runs a whole investigative journalism platform. So I mean, it makes sense that it came to her doorstep. Yeah. Yeah, if you were somebody who was close to it, who never got their story heard, and you've been holding on to it for 20 years, and, and you might see Nova online and be like, oh, this is the person to pick up the torch for me. This is Seven on your side. This is the I-team. Okay. And, Come on, and Seven on your side. Light on this. I know, right? So, wait. <laughs> is this effectively the end of True Papers, though, when this comes out? Because of, um... Just not coming out. <laughs> Just not coming well, out. Well, but then that would, make, that, would, that would make Nova complicit. If she doesn't expose... Because the other dude knows now, like, it's just... She can't not report on it. There's no way she doesn't report on it. Wait, wait, wait. There's absolutely that's not in Nova's no. blood. Huh? That's not in Nova's absolutely. blood. Nova's definitely reporting so on it. Yeah. We seen no, the, we no, seen last season. Up. She don't care. She, <laughs> sure don't. If she learned a lesson, you think Nova learned a lesson? Wait, no, no. This going this gonna directly destroy her. This gonna directly destroy her life. Yes, that's my point. If she wants to continue in this relationship, she cannot report on this. And it's not even something like she could pretend she, if she if she wanted to, she can't pretend she doesn't know at this point. So wait, if he if he explains this as I made a mistake 20 years ago, you don't think she can forgive him for this? But he not also this. didn't tell her about she that when he had this, an opportunity so to share that information. Like, yeah, you not literally this. have the opportunity to share that if when she asks you about an incident that you were involved in, you could have done that. So he ain't trying to share that info. And there's no way to say, listen, it, it was. I made one bad mistake. What if he says it wasn't him? Deny, like, do deny, we, deny. Like, does I, I does Andre know definitely know who did it? Like, does he definitely he know who did it? He got a first and a last name. I mean, he said. Did they I would say his name? Forget. Like, did the older cop try to pin it on the rookie? I don't know. Yeah, he said I this was the one. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like he knew a lot of details. He had a first name, a last name, and knew exactly the one that was the one that paralyzed him. So I can't imagine how he would have that information if... Yeah, if somebody paralyzed you, you probably try to look into it at least a little bit to see who the who hell did, did this. Yeah, he probably filed a complaint. He probably ain't going nowhere, but he might have filed a complaint and all that. If person paralyzed you, it implies they were behind you. That's all. Mm. I just wonder how how he knows. I mean, but he said that he was the last one. So I imagine that, you know, he might not have been involved in the whole thing. And they probably, you know, he had time to see who was around him, you know. Yeah. No, look, sometimes I got to catch myself. I'm being entirely <laughs> too loyally right now. Uh, my apologies. Find the holes. Uh, That's fair. Because you def- you're defending Calvin right now, actually. <laughs> it does sound a little low. <laughs> I'm seeing what the defense might say. Defense See, the prosecutor also has to figure out what the defense will say. He, That's he's all. trying to get a job as a defense, as a <laughs> defense attorney. No, he's not. She is uh, Darden. That's who he is right now. See. <laughs> <laughs> not Chris Darden. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent well, series, by the way. But here nor there. <laughs> I guess we'll find out sooner or later what's going to happen there. Okay. So let's move on to the Rona. Um, so Micah still has no clue that his mom has the Rona, um, which means that he has no clue that he has the Rona, which means that he's super spreading it. He, he had his mask on. That flimsy mask that I can see his lips moving through. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the case? All right. 
yeah. So, uh, I guess, I don't know. Mike is a super sweater. Um, Davis. But he's giving good advice. <laughs> he did give some good advice. I'll, I'll I guess I'll let Perspective. Perspective. Um, Davis decided to fix the door, which is great. But also, it appears that he's not showing any COVID symptoms, at least. So, either he doesn't have COVID or he's asymptomatic. But he has been to the store. Has he been to get a test? That's all I want to know. No, Have you gotten I, tested? I, I, Dude, I Davis has definitely got the COVID. And Dude, he going Charlie, back and forth Charlie didn't even get a test. Like, Charlie didn't get tested. She that guessing she got the Rona. She ain't went to see no medical professional to uh, verify that she has the Rona. I don't know. David didn't get tested. I mean, David stayed at the Holiday Inn Express, though. He came in with all the knowledge. <laughs> he was an expert. But I just... So, okay, safely assuming that Charlie has Rona, Davis has not been to get tested to, for, for Rona, but he has been sharing space with Charlie for however many days it has been. And so we don't know if Davis has Rona or not. However, Comet, it's not that he he's not quarantining at Charlie's because he's been back home. He's been to the grocery store. And even when he left, he ain't even put on a mask. I just don't understand why COVID protocols are not being followed. <laughs> it's it's frustrating me. My spirit is 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 not settled with this, and I just feel like there has to be some discipline and some consequences. I mean, and Charlie got to it in terms of like how she. I mean, I get the frustration. She got into like the stigma around you know telling folks that you have Rona and you know what folks may think or feel when you share that type of information and so i for sure get that piece of it and why you would want to keep that to the chest um in terms of with people who may not matter but charlie knows that she i mean and i'm not even talking about the council but she has actually shared space with people before she got before she realized that she had rona but was likely positive for it why do they not have a right to know? Like they should know they should have been known. And I don't know, maybe at this point, maybe the assumption is that Charlie didn't pass it. It has to be the assumption at this point. Um, But maybe it's just my 2021 brain and knowing how Rona works at this point that is thinking through all of these logistics. So Davis got the Rona. Nah, they knew words like contact tracing. They've heard of that. They've seen it on Listen, TV. They know what I, it is. I know it, and I'm just trying to, at this point, the only thing I have left to do is suspend <laughs> my common sense <laughs> because it's it's the lack of mass. Like, if I'm Davis, I have to assume I have Rona at this point, right? Like, All right, so, what, so if you got it, though, there's nothing you can do about it. So I mean, panicking or... Well, it's not about panicking, but you're supposed to at least quarantine. All right, so they're together. So now that's the no, official. No, Davis has been out nah, here Davis, in the streets Davis is out running here. errands. He didn't, he didn't get smooth. Davis up the Piggly Wiggly picking up pineapples and all kind of stuff. They don't have Instacart in St. Joe's. Ain't nobody gonna come deliver your. Ain't nobody gonna come deliver your groceries for you. She could you tell her family. She Wait, could tell her family, out. and they can drop groceries off at the doorstep like everybody else did. Yeah. Right. If Nova lives in St. Joe's, she looking. At, she live in a neighborhood that definitely got an Instacart over there. Charlie, you know, lives in a neighborhood or they, you know, Davis living in a, in a good neighborhood, well, right? You know, he living in a spot that probably got, probably got some Instacartish things going on. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, they could get going to the grocery store, and he Davis is smart. Apparently, he's brilliant, right? He Mr. Phi Beta Kappa, but they didn't want nobody to know this stuff. <laughs> he know good and damn well he got the Rona. He know he need to chill out too. Out here picking up pineapples, <laughs> barehanded. She has a whole family who would be more than willing to bring her whatever she needs. Drop it off at the doorstep. But make that sure she's would mean there. I have to tell people. I mean, like, she, but she acknowledges the fact that she has to tell them anyway. I just, I don't know. It just, it On seems very irresponsible. It seems very irresponsible to me. Um, and I'm, I'm struggling with it. Yeah, I was there last week. All right, so I want to talk a little bit more about Charlie and Davis. Um, you know, there seems to be a little bit of romantical feelings happening. I don't know. So Davis has been really attentive um, to Charlie. And I'm wondering if that's something new. That Charlie's never experienced, and she's surprised by how attentive David is. I mean, David Davis is, or do you think he's always taking care of her in that way? I, I was just curious. I think he's probably always done it, and you know, now she's just looking at it. Uh, well, maybe not. You know, when he was actually playing, he probably don't have the time to give this sort of effort. Right. Uh, so maybe it is something new when I think about it. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. Whether he was like that before, I think it's compounded by the fact that even now after their divorce, that he would still step in and be this way with her um, and just kind of essentially just be so matter of fact about it and, and, you know, really just kind of hold her down in a way that she probably wasn't expecting and not even just, you know, oh, okay, I'm gonna check to see if you good and, you know, leave you about your business. Like, no, he's been there day in, day out, you know, really catering to her every need. And so, you know, I think it's a combination of maybe she had never experienced this side of Davis before. And the fact that it's happening now that they're divorced, like that's, that has to be a kind of trippy experience, I'd imagine. That's what I was thinking, Janae. Like, dang, you gonna treat me like this after we divorced? Like, yeah, I think what's really, what really stands out about Davis and Charlie's reaction to him is that Davis doesn't seem to be trying to win her over. He's just being there. He's just that being present. It. Yeah. He's making sure that she's good. Um, like, he ain't, he's not spitting game. He's not, there's none of that. This is 100% about, you know, there's something in the refrigerator for you. You know, I'm going to run back home and go get whatever I got to take care of. Like, you know, if, if this is effective game, if it's game, this is effective game because it's the right. game that you it's the effortless one that you ain't that you're not displaying that it's game. You're literally yep. just being you're doing the right thing for the right reason. And that that's shit what I was going to say. fully 100% agree. 100% of the time. I fully agree. That's the Panama. best game. The yeah. game that doesn't look like game. The game that, you know, he's he's coming over. He's being earnest. You know, he's being uh, sincere. You know, he's not uh, pushing up on her. He doesn't get any closer to her than he's invited. You know, he's not making no type of move that might, you know, uh, uh, in, encroach no on her area. space or anything. He's not dropping his voice into that into that uh, sexy time register. He ain't doing none of that he stuff. He ain't playing her. no games. Yeah. So you know that looks like him just being a great man. Now he could be playing her, but you know it's pretty effective the way it's coming off yeah. so far. He seems He's doing very a good sincere. job. And see, I think yeah. that lends itself to what we were talking about last week. You know, when we got to the evictions about whether or not we saw a Charlie Davis thing kind of rekindling. 
I don't, again, I don't know that Davis is necessarily trying to get back in there. We don't know if he has moved on in some capacity and him being there for Charlie the way that he is. It's just really about him, you know, just being there for this, the one, the mother of his kid, this woman who he shared a life with, this person that he does genuinely care about. Um, and I think it's interesting because at the end you see Charlie, you can tell her where her world is kind of flipped upside down a little bit, trying to figure out like what just happened. Did I really just spend all these days with this man? And did he really just, you know, show up for me like this? And I think, I don't know, it seemed like Charlie is trying to figure out what's happening. And I don't know that Davis, Davis doesn't seem to be, <laughs> seem to have the same kind of, uh, uh, self-questioning moments that, that Charlie's having right now. I think we did see a little bit of it, though, last episode where he was kind of reflecting about yeah. when she was giving her little sh- her little spiel about um, all that she's given him. And I do want to say that um, this goes back to, like, the, the just like with Nova and knocking the picture over on the ground, the way they framed some of the shots of Charlie standing there by herself, mm-hmm. but there was so much space. Like, she looked so small in that space, like, like Davis and Charlie together take up so much space, but when he's not there, like it's just like this woman in this huge space, but all by herself. Like like she's thinking about, you know, like filling that space up. Yeah, I kept noticing how they framed those shots with Charlie in it by herself, because it really it it indicated something to me about like where she is in this moment with Davis. And it, it may even go beyond her with Davis and just her life generally just kind of being this person who is you know kind of isolated herself in a way that she doesn't allow other people to come in and really show up for her and step in and 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 be there with her and I think that you know she's found comfort in having Davis with her for those past couple of days but now Davis is gone she still ain't told her family about Rona Michael's not in the house like she's literally just there by herself and so she has to figure out like okay what is next and I Davis who's been saying all the right things since he's been there you know he's basically told her like you know maybe this situation you know is a new place of mindfulness for you and you can you know start to you know look at your life in a different way um now that you've had this experience like how is this going to change you how is this going to change your outlook um so i think charlie is facing a a big turning point in a lot of ways facts that's it for the good the bad and the rona here on bourbon and Bones on the black plastic podcast network all right All right, everybody, welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands on the Black Task Podcast Network. We are back with our evictions. That is our advice and our predictions for the folks in St. Joe. Shawnice, you know, you had something that you wanted to share with the class, so we're ready. <laughs> it's not a huge thing, but um, still, I still want Charlie to disclose that she has the Rona because it's irresponsible. Like we discussed, we got Micah out here running the streets being a super spreader we got um, <laughs> Vi at the house with with prosper and 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 her husband like come on you cannot just be out here having the rona and having been around people and not saying anything contact tracing is a thing like stop doing that um now davis left the house he left and he didn't like he left like cool by Without a no mask, I'll add too. But go ahead. With the, without a mask, but there there was no long loving like 
seen that sign or anything. So I don't know. It kind of led me to believe that it was that was just that was just it. But I, I just something in me just feels like that was not it. Like that can't just be it. They, the way that he left was just too abrupt, and I just feel like that's not it. It might be you've seen TV before. <laughs> like that might affect your opinion on whether that's that's gonna be it. It's not it. I, I just don't. Want, I just don't want it to. No, but you know what though? I feel like. Give it the, the way things have been going, it could be it. We could, Davis could walk out and we just don't see him no more for a long time. <laughs> that's it, true, too. It does, okay? Because people <laughs> like be taking leaves of absence. And that's why I felt like it was worth saying because with the way that things have been going, we just don't know. Like, TV tells us that's not it, but it could also <laughs> be it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be a bunch of different things. Like, he maybe he's you know, just out the picture. Maybe he's just trying to play his position because he, as far as he knows, you know, Charlie's been through, been over it. So he feels like efforts are futile at this point to try to, you know, get back in there. But I mean, Charlie seemed like she might be, you know, cozy enough to the idea. So I don't know. You know, we'll, we shall see. Panama, are you prepared? Of course I'm prepared. All right. Very good. That's what I do. Your if addiction, you stay ready. please. You ain't got to get ready. Thank you. So, my advice is the same advice I've been giving to everybody (laughs) who comes into contact with Charlie. Get a damn COVID test. Especially you, Davis, because you out here running the streets, going grocery shopping. And you you famous, so you probably speaking to people when you out, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. It, I hope you ain't taking pictures with folks or nothing like that. I mean, you, you like tall. a six six black man. You know, it just. I'm just saying, it's truly we need the some least COVID tests. Do. That's fair. We need some. We need some COVID tests. That's 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 my advice. My prediction, though, is that Davis won't be gone, and that there's gonna be a couple you up texts Mm-mm. or something, and you know, there's gonna be some from who? From Davis or from Charlie? I think. Charlie is going to end up asking one of those things like, hey, did you did you happen to leave something or whatever? You know, like some reason for him to come yeah. back and he's going to shoot back over there mm. to, you know, and then it'll be like, well, we need to quarantine together. Oh, Co- Davis can be like, I'm feeling symptoms. I think I should quarantine here to make sure that we're good because Mike is not here and we got to make sure we're good. Next thing you know, they getting that old thing back. So I actually even though I think at some point I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. I am firmly in the camp that, given how on point Davis has been, because my man has been literally yes, laying his game down quite flat. <laughs> that, um, and Charlie, Charlie is like reeled all the way in on this. I mean, every time she she giving that that longing look, that stare. You know, you talking about cooking. She's like, excuse me. She looking at him like cooking. <laughs> I can't turn down that offer. I mean, everything is just like textbook like love here or textbook am i really gonna do this yeah so that's my that's my prediction they they gonna get that old thing or they gonna give it a shot they gonna give they gonna give something a shot okay i really hope we get some closure on this because i'm really interested in investing i need to know what what happens next with these two um jabri do you want to go next yeah i'm ready all right go ahead um so my advice is for anva She's mm. got to get help. She's going <laughs> down. Like Seek she should, help. Okay. Yeah. She can see a professional or at least talk to somebody that she trusts if she already knows what it is. But she's going to push everybody away. Hollywood trying to be patient. 
Ralph Angel, uh, I can't see them talking anytime soon. Mm-mm. So, you know, Vi is doing damage to her life and she just needs to get whatever it is under control and, you know, try to try to move past it, uh, try to deal with it. Uh, my prediction. So when Ralph Angel and Darla called that family meeting, <laughs> there was something that the other family members thought it might be. Um, they thought it might be a pregnancy announcement. So, you know, that put on my mind like, huh, what they going to be doing when Blue is up in D.C.? So I think that Ralph Angel and Darla are going to get pregnant during that empty nest time. So that's my prediction. (laughs) Okay. I think that's a good prediction. I think that's fair. All right. I'll go ahead and go next. Um, My advice... I just want everybody to get tested for coronavirus. I just, I really just need to just be on the record and say that, um, especially Davis, sir, you've been quarantined with, or you've been in the same space with a COVID patient, sir, you have the coronavirus. I need you to go home and stay there for at least 14 days, point blank period. Thank you so much, sir. My prediction. So Nova and Calvin, I so we knew of one incident before that Calvin admitted to. It seems like we've found out another one. Um, I don't know that these were the only two situations with Calvin. And so I wonder if this was a pattern. Um, I think to the question of whether or not Nova is going to report on this, I think she absolutely will. Um, I think the real question is, is how far down the rabbit hole is she going to go? I just feel like Nova is about to um, jump down um, a rabbit hole and really try to unearth unearth, unearth more. And I think that Calvin is going to be, Calvin's dishonesty is going to be the catalyst for Nova kind of um, really having an axe to grind with the uh, New Orleans PD. Um, And I think that uh, (laughs) I just think Nova is about to be on a rampage, generally speaking. Um, um, I definitely think that Nova is about to be on the war path. And I think that um, everybody should beware. I, I really feel that way. So that is my addiction, and I guess that leaves Corey. Yeah, that does leave me. My advice is for for Davis: uh, keep <laughs> doing what you're doing, bro. You've almost completed the mission. You almost back in there. Maybe like one more episode of this type of uh, activity, you're gonna be back in her good graces. Contrary to what these fools were talking about on the podcast tonight, mm-hmm. you don't need to wear your mask when you go nowhere, Davis. COVID's a hoax. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh. <laughs> and. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You can't even keep a straight face. Absolutely not. Just pick up some bleach the next time you go to the grocery store. You good. All right. My my prediction is that Calvin and Nova will actually survive this um, incident. And I I think they're going... I think they're going to stay together. I think she really likes him. He's going to come up with some. I, I'm not saying it's going to make perfect sense, but he'll come up with a, a, a explanation that she's going to be able to live with. And I think she's going to just stay stay with him. And I think that they are actually going to survive this. I think they'll make it. That is wildly optimistic, but I will allow There's it. a universe where that does happen. I do agree. Mm-hmm. I just think that it makes her the ultimate hypocrite. If what she uncovers is, in fact, that Calvin is the one. Because she's going to uncover that. 
it's her job. Like she's gonna him. dig into that. It's her career with him. Yeah. yeah she yeah, and that that would make that would make her literally. Dude, are there like, all kind of good, not good excuses, but like he could just be like, "Yo, it was the culture at the time, you know." It was no, that's not a good excuse. Though. That's, yeah. that's not a good excuse. It's not. It's not. But it's it's it might be enough for her to say, "All right, that was then. This is now. He's a changed man. I can make this. We can still make if this." If it is, Shanice's Nova is trash thing comes right back into play. Nah. And I mean, even if she accept, even if she accepted that explanation and forgave calvin on paper i don't i just don't know that nova could actually continue to be in a relationship and not look at him every day and just be disgusted so in the day he's the same dude before you knew the information right he used to like the information um he's still the same guy I mean, but, but if this you is murdered somebody twenty years ago, and then I find out like twenty years later after we've been dating, I mean, you're still a murderer, right? Like, it kind of changes the perspective. <laughs> yeah, it matters. Yeah. yeah, a couple episodes ago, I was kind of hard on 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 Nova, or at least I, I I questioned Nova for being upset about Calvin's incident uh, that he uh, recounted because I felt like it was foreseeable and it was predictable that uh, a, a white New Orleans cop would be involved in in, in these kind of things, at least be near it. Or be close okay. to it, and why has that changed? But now? this, because this is this this is new and specific. You know, he's had the opportunity to disclose this, and he kept it. And so this as long is as it something was, he, as long, wait, as long as it was general, as long as you thought he generally might have did this, it was cool. But once you find out the specifics of who he did it to, now it's different. I'm talking about the psychology of looking at the person that you trust or don't trust. Like the psychology of it is, you don't want to be home with that person. You don't see them the same. Like they did violence. You've met the victim. Like they did violence. They ruined yeah. somebody's life. Like you know this for a fact. It's different than well, he was a cop, so he's probably into something. And I think there's a difference also between just trying to grapple with him being a bias bystander and him actually being somebody who participated and not just participated but literally paralyzed somebody like that those are two different things as well yeah so like there are degrees to this unfortunately and being a bystander because you're a rookie cop and you're put in a position where your your superiors have effectively forced you into a situation that you're not ready for is entirely different than full-on participation in the beating of somebody so yeah. yeah so um but i will take your your optimism your optimistic take um and we will let the record reflect that so thank you it's not even it. what i want to happen now it's, <laughs> sure. I, I see it it's not it's not what i want to happen but i see it coming okay well the, the, it's on the record so that wraps up the addictions we are now ready for our ceremonial shots of bourbon for who we think had the best week go ahead panama it's only one person who had an absolutely magnanimously flawless week, and that's Davis West. For the third week in a row, Davis is out here acting. He is Mr. I done did right. I'm not saying he need to win the whole thing, but what I will say is, listen, Blue had a good week because now Blue gets to go live in D.C. if that's what he so choose. But Davis is out here literally followed every single rule you're supposed to follow when you're not trying to lay game down, like evidently. Davis, Davis did it. Davis is my my shot. Well, Davis did not follow the rules of coronavirus and what you should do when you've been exposed to a positive corona patient. Well, that part is also And true. so I will not be giving my shot of bourbon to Davis this week, even if by some chance he manages to win again for the third time in a row. And so I am just going to go ahead and give my ceremonial shot um, of apple juice 
to Blue Board alone for all of the aforementioned reasons that Panama threw out there. He was able to speak up about wanting to go to Sitwell Friends. He was listened to by his parents, by his family. And for all intents and purposes, as far as he knows, at least, his family is receptive to to him going to D.C. They're, they're giving him his support. Um, and he's excited to, to, to take on this new opportunity and, and really enjoy, you know, moving to D.C. and, and being exposed to some new things. So... I'm excited for Blue. I'm giving him um, a, a nice little shot of something without alcohol in it. <laughs> Who's next? Okay, go ahead, Jabir. I'm right with you. I'll add right on that my shot is for Blue. I thought it was a big boy thought process to want to be the best that he could be. He was. Mm-hmm. He said, I was thinking about... <clears throat> Sorry. He was thinking about being a leader. And, you know, he, even if it meant leaving home. So I thought that that was a a real big boy thing to say and the way to think it through. And it was brave of him also. Because at first he was like, you know, I I don't want to leave. That might have been partially about not hurting his parents' feelings. Mm -hmm. But after he thought about it more, he he decided he could do it. He was brave enough and he was ready to go. So my shot is for blue. Thank you, Jabri. I appreciate you. (laughs) Got you. (laughs) Who's next? Shanice? Well, I was going to. I, I, I agree with your point about Davis not following proper COVID protocol and so I was going to instead give my shot of bourbon to Micah for giving awesome perspective about you know the whole private school situation. He certainly changed my view mm-hmm. um, with that perspective. And then, you know, I did, why not pass pass uh blue a little shot of uh Martinelli sparkling cider? Okay. Why not? Deserves it. All Martinelli's right. is that girl, so that girl. <laughs> so we support that. Okay. Um well my shot is going to the person who really deserves the shot this week, and that's Davis. Okay. Davis West. And my man that's is following the How to Get Your Woman Back playbook, you know, to the fullest. He's executing like none other at a high level, uh, Hall of Fame level execution on How to <laughs> Get true. Your Woman Back. This is, um, this is Hall of Fame work Yes, here. right. So, you know, another great week for him. So that's who gets my shot. Well, thank you for that, Corey. But unfortunately, <laughs> I lose. that does not tip the scales. And this week, our shot of Martinelli's sparkling cider is going to Blue Bordelon. So let us raise our glasses and clink, clink. Clink, 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 clink. I guess that's in the bylaws. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Bourbon and Bordelones. Uh, Davis did not complete the uh, the three-peat. The trifecta. Yeah, but that was more shots of bourbon than I think he was ever going to get, you know. <laughs> so, you know, but, um, you know, we want to thank everybody for checking us out, rocking with us over here, listening. Very curious as to what's going to happen next episode. Like, I'm very, very curious about where we're going from here, especially because – the next episode is the, is this season's last episode. I would say this is it, isn't it? This last yeah. one next week. And um, I, I, woof. I guess I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see. For myself, Corey, Jabri, Janae, and Shawnice, one, two, three. Take flight. Take flight. This Kisses on my eyes. My heart will always hold a place.